Hi there, and welcome to this week's weekly JazzNet podcast. Hi there and welcome to the latest instalment of the Jersnet weekly podcast and what has been a very frustrating weekend, losing a last minute goal and dropping the points at Motherwell. We'll go through all the major talking points and see what went wrong today. Also, we'll be looking at the UFA game on Thursday. Obviously, we got the result there last week, 1-0. We go there with a 1-0 lead, get through this and we're in the group stage. So we'll have a wee look at that. And then it's a big one next week, the old firm returns. We're over to Celtic Park, so we'll have a wee sort of preview of that game also. Joining me this week is a Jersnet podcast uh, stalwart and almost legend, I would say, uh, David Tomlinson, or as we like to call him around these places, uh, Pete. How are we, Pete? Yeah, doing fine. Doing great. Doing fine. Yeah, didn't enjoy the result today, obviously. That was... Uh, it was it was going so well up until the last 30 seconds again. So near, so far. I know, I know, that was a bit of a gutter, but hey ho, we move on to the next thing, we learn from it and move on, where have I heard that before? Anyway, uh, and joining us for his debut in the Jersnet podcast is Alistair McKillop, someone I know quite well, how are you Alistair? Well, I'm okay as well, I think, uh, <laughs> by the sounds of you two guys, I'm going to have to be the cheery one tonight. Oh come on, I'm sounding okay. You guys are sounding very downbeat, but no, it was a, another disappointing uh, finale today, so. But of a kick in the stones again, but you know, I'm sure we'll I'm sure we'll recover. I'm sure we will. Aye, well, hopefully next week we'll do it. Aye. Moving straight into today's action, obviously Motherwell away. Final result was three all, which was a wee bit disappointing. Got off to a horrendous start. I, I don't think you could blame Golton, but you know it's just one of these things. He slipped, and all of a sudden we're one down. We're chasing our tail a wee bit. Got back into it, and at half time, three two up. I thought we'd go on in the second half and do quite well, but it never quite materialised like that. Pete, coming to you first, uh, what were your thoughts on overall performance? Well, it was a game of two halves, wasn't it? The the the, the first half actually played quite good, although we've, we've fell behind twice, as you say. The goals and slipping for the for the first goal, maybe couldn't do anything about it. But uh, I don't know. The Rangers players quite seems to be quite a few of them slipping. And I didn't see Motherwell having, I don't know whether it was a stud choice or something like that, that, that maybe Rangers made a, a lesser choice. But uh, the goalie couldn't do anything about. In general, uh, I think at the end up, Motherwell deserved, for Rangers' second half performance, I think Motherwell deserved a draw. But uh, they, we really need to learn to play out these games. As you say, it's the second game against Aberdeen the last minute and then against Motherwell now in the last minute. And uh, yeah, well, we'll go and talk about other things uh, a little bit later. The general roundup is uh, disappointing. Just the, the the total lack of football in the second half. We just didn't play a, play any football at all. And I was I was really thinking Gerard will be giving them Wildy in the dressing room at halftime, and they'll, they'll come out a new team. But it didn't seem to go at that. So that, that was it, all roughly. I think the way we came back into it was was happening. You know, I think we showed a lot of spirit. Motherwell or what we expect from Motherwell, you know, quite committed. But the second half performance, again, I think you're right. I think we went middle to front too often, didn't didn't, didn't go through the middlemen at all. Uh, invited in, I thought we sat a wee bit too deep at times as well. 
I, I don't think you could blame Goldson for the first goal at all. I think it's just one of these things you can't legislate for it. It just happened. Hey, one thing you can legislate for Alistair is the formation, and, and I was a wee bit surprised with, with Stephen Gerrard's uh, three-five-two formation today. What about yourself? Did, did you think that was the best way to start the game? Uh, I don't know about the best way, but I wasn't necessarily that surprised. I think there's been a lot of talk of it, uh, particularly since Barisic came in. I think a lot of fans were kind of eager to see how we'd play in that formation with a. Uh, you know, with Barisic going down the left and Tavernier having a more kind of attacking role uh, on the right-hand side. Um, I think it probably made sense as well now that Lafferty's in, you know, that way you can utilise both Morelos and Lafferty up top. And I think I think Tav and, and, and Barisic did okay in an attacking sense. Um, I'm sure we'll come on to talk a wee bit more about Tavernier because obviously he was kind of uh, culpable for two Motherwell goals this afternoon. But um no, I mean, I, I think we have to remember as well that that was that was the first time we'd been playing in that formation. Um, it did get us three goals. We scored three goals today, and uh, Morelos wasn't even in, in amongst it, which I think is positive because I think we've been looking like we were you know, struggling for goals and from other players. Um, I mean, I don't think we'll, we probably won't be seeing it uh, on Thursday afternoon. I think we'll see it on Sunday, but. Um, yeah, you know, I, th- I think it's probably given Gerard some some things to think about. I thought Goldson looked off it today. It's the first time I've really looked at him. I thought he looked quite nervy all day. It's the first time I've really seen that in his performances. And I just wonder if it was going to a three that kind of knocked him off kilter a wee bit. I thought we, we came back well. Uh, I think you make a good point about Lafferty. Uh, and I was sort of thinking at half time we've scored three goals and Morelos hasn't scored yet. You know, so I, I, I had a belief that there was another goal in us. And it, it might come for him. But I, I do wonder about three five two, And I don't know if I would be keen to go with that next week, if I'm being honest. I, I, I would maybe want to go back to a, a four five one maybe for next week. The, the three just, I don't know, it just seemed to upset us today. But we'll see what happens. It did, it did a wee bit. But, you know, as far as Goldson goes, whether his confidence was, or, you know, the way he played was affected by playing in a new formation or whether it was affected by that early mistake has already been mentioned and you know a, a mistake's probably a bit harsh he slipped on a, a wet surface um but yeah obviously Golson and Katic have been they formed a, a very effective partnership quite early on in the season so you know it's it a kind of gamble if you're going to disrupt that but I mean Flanagan's Flanagan's played okay I think when he's been in um particularly with the European games I think he's been you know he's not been spectacular but he's been solid particularly defensively so it was it wasn't a huge gamble and I think you probably have to take into account as I say the the slip and the, the error for the, the first goal really early on in the game and I, I think that's probably knocked Goldson's confidence coming to you Pete we spoke a bit about this on the the pod last week and he's, he's came up before uh, in terms of his defensive capabilities as, as Alistair mentioned there Tavernier was 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 sort of wasn't his best in terms of his defending today the two set pieces the first one was a free kick let his let his, mar- let his runner go off I'm sorry and the same eventually it's, it's, the same happened with the second one as well I sort of spoke last week about there's maybe an argument about putting him one up you know and, and maybe having Flanagan at right back do you think it's now after that today that there's a stronger case to say he's, he's not a right back? You know, he, he got three assists last week. I still think there's any denying what the boy can do for us going forward. But defensively, is there now a case to say we need to get him out of there? Well, he was actually moved forward to, to wing back today, wasn't he? And I certainly don't think he's a right winger. So I don't really see, I, I prefer him as, as a right back because I think he's got more room. He's got 
room to run. He doesn't really get a player against him when he's uh, when he's playing right back. And I think if you move him forward, that uh, that he'll get marked more and that he's less effective. Although he, he's his crosses are absolutely sublime sometimes, and that's a, that'll be a big miss if uh, if you don't use them. But uh, I think he needs a room, I do, I, and I don't see him being any much better uh, further forward. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know if I would agree with that. I, I, I think you've got a good point in terms of, you know, he comes from deep, you know, so if you move him one up, he, he, you know, he loses that effectiveness. Going forward, I think, I mean, he got another assist today, he sent in the cross for Lafferty, got three last week. Going forward, the guy is phenomenal, I think. You know, I would have him in the team every week. But these defensive slips are, are starting to cost us now. I mean, that's, that's two goals today. I thought he was a wee bit slack for Kilmarnock's goal last week. Once Arfield got done, I thought he was slow to come out and be alert to the danger and, and let the cross come in. And as I said last week in the pod, I do think teams that are planning to play against Rangers look at that right side. I think they can get some joy out of it. But it's a hard one. It's maybe just a case, as you say, that he, he stays at right back and, and, and Stevie G tries to improve him as a player and in terms of his defensive capability. Alistair, it was obviously uh, Kyle Lafferty's sort of first start domestically today. I know he came on on Thursday night in the European game, but his first start, his, his first domestic game. How did you think he played? Uh, I thought he was fairly effective. Um, obviously, he got the two goals. First one was a big deflection, took it away from the Motherwell keeper. Um, but, the, you know, the technique to kind of volley it was, was incredible. It was, you know, reminiscent of that goal he scored the other week for Hearts against Celtic. Um, and then the second goal was, you know, a classic Lafferty goal. Um, it was a great cross from, from Tavernier. Um, and he, you know, he just kind of got his head in and poured it down off the wet surface and passed the keeper. Um, I think, I think he, you know, there was, it looked like there was a lot of potential there with him and Morelos. I think they'll cause... You know, if they are going to be playing together, I think they'll cause a lot of defences, a lot of a lot of bother. You know, they're they're fast, they're physical. Um, and I think they were giving the Motherwell back three quite a bit of bother, particularly in the first half. And you could see that you know Lafferty was being quite smart. He was winning kind of free kicks for for minor things. Um, I think I think the headline has to be you know second second debut, I guess you could call it. Um, and he's got got his two goals. I don't think we can ask for for too much more, to be honest. I've said this previously on the pods. I think he's a better player than the one that left us four or five years ago. I think he worked hard today. I think he deserved his two goals. You say also the first one was a, there was a wee bit of luck involved in it, but the second one was a sort of typical Lafferty goal. Got in front of his marker, bullet header. I think he'll do well for Rangers. I think we've, we've got a good player, and I think he'll add an extra dimension in the dressing room as well in terms of knowing what Rangers are all about and what it means to, to, to play for the club. Pete, coming back to you, uh, the boy Hartley scored the, the late equaliser, which made today even more a bit difficult to stomach, if I'm being honest. We obviously came out with some comments through the week uh, about, you know, Cardoso when he broke his nose and how they thought it was fun to watch him weeping and all that kind of a thing. I mean, should he have played today? I, I, I think those comments are bringing the game into disrepute. I mean, is there an argument to say he shouldn't have been playing today? And, and should he still face some form of punishment for those comments? Well, I definitely don't think he should have been playing. And even Chris Sutton agreed with us that he, should, he shouldn't have been playing. Uh, it was also him that uh, made the Morelos statement the last time that he would give him a square go out in the car park. That was that was Haley as well. So he seems to be a, a bit of a, a bit of an idiot. But uh, yeah, it was unfortunate he got the he got the 
the goal that won it for or not won it for them, sorry, that that it feels like winning it for them, but they get the draw. But can I just come in and just get back to the game for a, for a second? Uh, Barisic, what a game he had. And, uh, and the crosses he pulls in are absolutely brilliant. And for me, he was up. I think Lafferty probably gets man of the match for his uh, goals and the way he played. But Barisic must have been up there uh, until he went off as well because some of the crosses were just sublime that he was putting in. And he was he was out sprinting the I think it was a number was it number four that was was a, he was out sprinting all the time. It was really uh, I was really very impressed with him. Well, I mean, in terms of his delivery, I, I can't disagree with you, Pete. And that, and that I think that's what's something that Rangers have got now in their locker. When you look at what Tav can do in terms of swinging a ball into the box, well, his delivery is equally as good. You know, going forward down the flanks, I, I think Rangers are very very strong. There's no doubt about that. And and uh, Barisic has, has definitely added to that. You know, having two people, you saw it with the, the third goal, with Jarius goal, the way he got up the park, you know, and the, the pass actually, it was, it was a difficult pass to, to pull off, the one that he put into Jaria. I, I can't disagree with you. I thought, I thought Barisic was, was fantastic today, absolutely fantastic. And I think we've, we've signed a decent player there, no doubt about it. On the other hand, McGregor probably had his worst game since, since coming back. I think they all did at the back. I think they all looked nervy all day. Uh, and and uh, as, as I was saying earlier on, I don't know if it was going to the three that done it. I don't know what it was, but there was just something there all day. That composure, there was a wee bit of it in the first half. But I, I thought we tried to play in the first half, you know, get the ball down. Because at the end of the day, we're a bit of football inside in Motherwell. Second half, we just, we weren't at the races at all in terms of, you know, our capabilities. I agree. What about... Sorry, what about the goal calling? Do you, do you think do you not think McGregor should have came for the ball? I didn't think at first, but I, I looked at it again, and it was up to actually nobody in front of him. Uh, I, I think there's an argument to say he could come out, but there's a lot of bodies in there. Uh, there is the old argument. If Stuart was here, he would probably disagree because he's part of the goalkeepers' union. But I always think if it's anything in the six-yard box, you should maybe be looking for your keeper to come for it. That said, I don't think it excuses the defending, you know, to let Hartley in and score. It, it's it's really frustrating. You know, that's that's three league games this season and we've dropped four points now down to, you know, late, late goals. The first one at Pataudry, I felt we were really unlucky, you know, playing so long with 10 men uh, when we shouldn't have been. I think it's been established that Morelos didn't deserve to be sent off in that game. So that felt unlucky. I don't think we deserved anything from, you know, from being honest. I think the point it's pretty much, you know, I think Motherwell deserved that goal. And it felt like it had been coming for a while. So it kind of two different feelings to me in terms of the, the Aberdeen game and today. But it brings me on to the next topic that I wanted to dis- discuss with Alistair is the, is the conceding of the late goals. Now, the first the first one was actually, I think it was Barisic scoring for Ozijek over two and a half up. And we conceded a late, late goal. And it made the last two or three minutes a wee bit nervy because if, if Ozijek had scored, they, they would have went through. Then obviously we had the late goal at Pataudry, but again, that's a wee bit different because we played the, so much of the game with 10 men. And then this one today, you know, it was literally the last kick of the ball. If Rangers see out that corner kick, they take all three points and everything's rosy in the garden again. Alistair, do you think this is maybe becoming an issue? Is this something we need to stop now, you know, nip it in the bud now? I remember, I think it was last season or the season before, Patrick Thistle developed a bit of a a habit, you know, the last two or three minutes of games, they were always conceding goals. 
that cost him so many points. You know, should Stevie G be worried about this? Is this something he needs to nip in the bud? I think it's, uh, you know, it is diff- disappointing the, kind of, the manner that we've lost uh, the goals at, up at Pataudry. And then again today, you know, it's, it's one thing to kind of draw a match if it's been level for 15, 10, 20 minutes, whatever. But to concede the, you know, the, the equalisers really late on. And it was, uh, you know, I like said the, the last kick of the ball or the last, you know, the last header of the ball today. Whether it's a, a trend that we need to worry about, I'm not so sure. I think we need to kind of try and retain a wee bit of perspective. I think we need to remember how many clean sheets we've actually kept this season. It just so happens that, you know, it's two of the goals that we have conceded. Um, well, three if you count the Ozeject one, but that didn't, you know, didn't really matter a great deal. Um, two of the goals that we have conceded have just been, you know, really painful ones at the very end of the very end of games. I suspect, I suspect Gerard will be talking to talking to the defenders, talking to the team, and emphasising the need to to maintain uh, concentration until the, the full time whistle. Then again, uh, you know, I think we could probably be asking questions about the decision to bring on Lee Wallace just before the the corner was taken. Um, Slightly strange, or a very strange decision, and I don't think Gerard justified it particularly well after the game. But I think um, when you're right at the end like that, it doesn't take much for for concentration levels to drop, and you can find yourself in bother. But as I say, I think you know maintain a bit of perspective, just drill it into the players that they need to concentrate until the end, and then you know remember that we've been doing a, a terrific job this season generally uh, in a defensive defensive wise, and we've kept we have kept a lot of clean clean sheets. Right, moving on, we'll we'll look towards the game on Thursday in Russia against Ufa. Uh, the game last week, we we, we go there with a one 0 uh, lead thanks to Golson's goal last Thursday. So we'll we look at that and we we'll look at uh, the, the game coming up. Alistair, I'll come to you first on this one. Did Did you see the game on Thursday? I'm assuming. Yeah, I actually made it along. Got uh, got my permission slip signed, and I was oh, I was like, there. Like <laughs> I know, madness. I know. Uh, so, what were your thoughts on overall performance on Thursday night? I thought we were very good. I thought it was a, another one of those professional, mature performances in Europe that we've been hearing about this season. Um, as far as one one nil victories goes, it was probably as, as dominant as you're likely to see. They didn't really create an awful lot at all. There was the, the chance at the end of the first half, just after we uh, we scored our goal, and McGregor pulled out a good stop. And there was another chance um, just towards the end. I thought they actually scored. Um, the ball just kind of squirmed, squirmed past the post. I thought we were very composed. I think the, uh, I thought Ryan Jack and Ajaria were were both terrific. Actually, um, Ryan Jack's just incredibly neat and tidy. Um, he gets stuck in when he has to, but I think his his main strengths are kind of taking the ball in tight situations. He's got fantastic control, and then he can kind of just yeah, move it on, move it on quickly. And I, I think that was probably Ajaria's best performance for us. He looked, looked like he had his tail up. To be honest, he was you know coming back. He was taking the ball off to the defenders. He was looking like he was wanting to take on take on the players and he was kind of making really useful runs, uh, forward runs. I thought he was um, excellent. The 1-0 I think is going to, going to make for a nervy, a nervy return leg, to be honest. Um, but, you know, I think we're in a good place if we're kind of disappointed after a, a 1-0 victory in Europe, thinking where we were in the very recent past. Um, I think that's just a sign of, of how far we've come under Gerard in such a short space of time. I think, I've, I'm, I've, I'm kind of the opinion now that even a 0-0 at home, you know, as long as you don't concede that away goal, I think it gives you a really good chance in, in the second leg. So hopefully that's the case. Coming to you, Pete, do you think the one goal will be enough to get us through? Do you, do you think Rangers will need to score over there? Or, you know, how are you feeling about Thursday? 
Well, um, well, it would be great if we could get an early goal. It would put the tie probably out of distance of uh, Utfa. Um, they, then they would need three. They actually had, when when they were here, when they were at Ibrox, they had, I counted that they had about four chances. Um, the, the guy, McGregor saved one with his feet. Uh, then a few minutes later, the bat, the another guy put put over the bar, high over the bar. When it was that was the two best chances. Other chances were a, were a sort of a half chance where a player at the back post, and there was another one which I can't I can't remember at the moment. But um, yeah, I, if we play the way we play today, then uh, <laughs> then we won't. That's for sure. So, but I think we'll move back to a back four, and I, I would take it that hopefully that Goldson is uh, back to himself. I don't know whether he had a knocker today or something, or would you say that he, the, the sort of a mistake in the beginning put him off, but hopefully he'll get back to his own self. And uh, you don't really know from UEFA, they just come out to defend on Wednesday. Uh, or Wednesday, sorry, Thursday. Uh, they, so we, we couldn't really see what they, what they would do in an attacking sense. And as far as I've sort of been reading about them, they, they, they're not really that great in attacking sense. So I think that'll be the, but the, the great thing would be to get an early goal and put the, put the tie uh, past them. I'm, I'm quite hopeful going into Thursday night. I, I mean, these things we've, as we've experienced not, not so long ago, you know, some of these lesser known teams can, can bite you in the bum sometimes. But I think if a, perform at the level of performance we've displayed in the European game so far, I, I think yeah, we might have enough just to get over the line and, and get into the group stages. If we do qualify, Alistair, do you think the squad's big enough uh, and good enough to compete on a domestic front and a European front? You know, Is there enough players there? Is there enough depth in the squad to, 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 to deal with this, the sort of... Because obviously it'll knock things back to the Sunday. You know, We'll have a lot of Sunday games. You know, travelling the Europa League can sometimes take the most horrific places. You know, the way in the, the far end of nowhere. You know, that's going to have an impact in the squad. Do you think it's big enough as it as it currently stands? Uh, probably not. Probably not. Um, I think I think Gerard would like to get in another couple of bodies uh, before before the deadline. Um, I, I think I think today it's probably shown that you know, for all we can kind of rotate and move things around and. You know that was another reason maybe why the three five two was used today because it did allow uh, Gerard to rest players like Kent, Narfield, and Candace, who I suspect will come in again on Thursday. Um, but you know, I th- there's been a, a few games already this season where the game uh, the the bench has looked a little bit thin, um, and it just takes injuries, suspensions, and all of a sudden you're you're really toiling for players who can come in and and do the job. Um, and as you say, you know, travel travel is a huge aspect of it. But we'll see, you know, the, the prospect of, of European football, um, you know, it's, it's not a done uh, not a done deal yet, of course, but the, you know, the prospect of, of some European football could be uh, could be enough to, to get another few folk in. We also have the likes of, of Jordan Ross that are possibly uh, coming back soon. I think he'd be, uh, he'd give us a, a huge boost, just a, a, another option in, in central midfield. But I think, uh, I think we could definitely do a, another couple of bodies, to be honest. Yeah, I think you make a valid point there, Alistair. I, I noticed just before we came on here tonight that the Rangers have been linked with, with Ryan Gold, who's currently at Sporting Lisbon. Uh, so it certainly seems that the Rangers are in the market for, you know, at least one more player. 
I agree. I, I think the squad as it currently stands at the moment, maybe a bit thin. Uh, the, the point you make about the bench is valid. You know, there's a lot of times so far this season when you've been sitting there thinking, well, who can we bring on? You look at the bench and it's the, the, the options there aren't great. But obviously we hope we've, we're, we're all going to get there and it'll be fine. Pete, obviously it's, it's been a while since we've had a sort of extended European run. Is there, is there a possibility that if Rangers were to qualify on Thursday, which I think they will and we all hope they do, could, could it end up potentially hindering Rangers, you know, long term in terms of, you know, added games to the fixture list? And I know it's unlikely that Celtic won't qualify, but if, if they didn't qualify and we did, would that then maybe add, a, you know, a bit of an extra dimension to our fixtures that would actually be a negative and, 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 and hinder our attempts on, a, on, the, on the domestic front? Yeah, sure will. Because then, you, then you're going on to, if we get through, then you've got three extra games and then you're away on uh, the, the Thursday, you're playing on the Sunday. Uh, for revenue, it'll make a big difference because I believe it'll be around about 10 million, including the, the gate receipts. So that way it will make, we can bring in players probably if we get that. But the thing is, with that, it would mean leaving everything to Friday before you start bringing in players. And whether Rangers have been contacted players for that, I don't know. But uh, I think it will make a big difference. And if Celtic uh, don't qualify, then they, I think it will be an advantage for them because then they, they, they can rest players and they, they'll, they'll move to a Wednesday or to a just a Saturday-Saturday uh, fixture list, which, uh, no, which is far easier, obviously. Far less training old legs. My legs are feeling old these days, Pete, I can assure you. I, I, the, the sort of example that springs to mind with me was the, the, the Victoria Zizhkov one. You know, Rangers went out early, I think it was 2002-2003. They went out sort of early doors to Victoria Zizhkov. Celtic went on and, and reached the final in Seville. And I think that helped. We ended up winning the treble that year. And I just think towards the end, if you sort of February, March onwards, it was obvious that Celtic were, were running out of steam a wee bit. You know, they just had too many games on too many fronts. You know, and that's the kind of that's kind of what I'm thinking about here. I'm not suggesting that you know, we're going to have an extended run and reach the final, but even just from here until Christmas, Celtic were to fail to qualify, which I don't think will happen. But you know, all of a sudden, something that's supposed to be a bonus, you know, getting into you know the group stages of a European competition again, all of a sudden starts to look like a hindrance because, as you say, it's Thursday, Sunday. There's every chance that Celtic will be playing again on the Saturday. So if they win, it puts extra pressure on you on the Sunday. So I'm just kind of hoping that I'm kind of hoping that Celtic do qualify now because if, if they don't get through and we do get through, I kind of fear for our ability to to, to battle on so many fronts uh, with the current squad. I actually, sorry, I actually think Celtic. Sorry, I actually think Celtic won the league as well. The year we had to play, what was it? In Ten days we had to play a, a, a whole high number of games as well. So I think that went that way as well. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it does. It undoubt, I mean, it's it's undoubtedly a positive to be playing in European football again, but it does come at a cost. You know what I mean? I know in terms of income and all the rest of it, you know, it's two million from uh, UEFA just for qualifying. You get X amount of points, and then there's the gate receipts and all the rest of it, and the sponsorship that comes with it that you spoke about, Pete. So in terms of the, the, the income, it's great. You know, the money's pouring through the door, but it comes at a cost in terms of what you're asking your players to do, and, and, and it undoubtedly catches up in them. I think the good thing is though. Sorry, when you got. 
I was just going to say, I, I think the good thing, uh, if I can label it as such, is I, I think this is all hypothetical. I think Celtic will probably do the business on Thursday. They've got the, the away goal, and I think probably be too much for the, the Lithuanian side. Yeah, I would think so, unless they want to chuck it, you know. I'm not suggesting that that's happened at Celtic Park before, you know, maybe in the last game of the season, you know, last year when Aberdeen sprung a surprise victory out there behind, but we'll not go into that. <laughs> Coming to you now, Alistair, you mentioned uh, Azaria earlier on there about his performance on Thursday. I thought it was probably his best game in a Rangers jersey. I thought he played quite well today as well. Do you think he's turned a corner then? Because up until this point, I've heard a lot of fans, most fans I'd spoke to or saw on social media, big question mark about the boy, about whether he was up to it or not. But I thought on Thursday he, he was outstanding and I thought today he played really well as well. Yeah, I think he was very good on Thursday, actually. Um, yeah, I mean, you're right that there was a, you, you could kind of, there was the wisps, wasn't there, the, the potential that the that Ajaria was going to become the season's whipping boy. Um, but I mean, we're, we're always just really quick to, to pounce on players if they're not kind of... Uh, Living up to, to what we think they should be, but he was he was very good on Thursday, as I said. Um, very confident on the ball. He was um, looking at his tail up, and hopefully, he's just one of those players who who needs that. You know, he needs needs a, a few good performances under his belt to get his confidence up, and then that's you know loosens up his style of play, and he can kind of start playing to the best of his ability. Um, It'd be good because I think he could be a you know a huge asset for us. We've already spoken about the kind of the pressures on the squad, and I think I think he gives us something a wee bit different. And he did really well with his goal today as well. It was a, a terrific ball in from from Barisic, but he did really well to control it. Um, and for all you can see, the the keeper probably should have done better. He did. Uh, Ajaria did well to kind of create the space for himself and get the shot away, and he, he got his reward with the goal. So hopefully, yeah, hopefully that's him. He's going to be a, a, a useful asset for us, and, and you know, be kind of creative and give us some some options in the middle, particularly if Kulabali is going to be out for for a little bit longer. I actually thought Kulabali could have made the difference today. I think I think we underestimate how much we're missing him at the moment, and I think it showed today in that type of game. You know, that kind of because as I say, Motherwell. Are just hammer throwers really into you know they just I mean they are what they are they're you know they're honest about it but I think somebody like Kula Bali would have would have made the difference today I, I, I agree with Jari as well I thought he took his goal very well there was a wee, I have to be honest and say it's probably a sign of me getting to a certain age but when I when I saw his goal I thought it, it hit one post and sort of creaked over the line at the other and it wasn't until I saw the replay. <laughs> So that the keeper had made a bit of a hash yet. So signs that I'm getting older, Alistair, and, and can't follow things anymore. No, to be to be honest, I, I thought I thought the same. It was uh, it looks the, the main camera angle, it looked slightly strange, but it obviously kinda of come off the, the keeper's arm and went a completely different direction. It was it did look a bit strange, so I'll give you a pass on that. Okay, right. I think I think you're just saying that to make me feel better about myself actually. All I can tell you is my son was sitting shaking his head when I told him what I thought had happened. Anyway. Pete, uh, Obviously, we've, we've not been in European football for a, a while now, you know, after all the financial problems that we've had. In terms of the recovery of the club, I mean, how big a step would it be to, to back into the sort of group stages of a, a major European uh, tournament again? Well, I've already said financially it will make a big, big difference. Uh, the, I think Gerard will probably, he's sitting hoping, he's, he's holding his hand out uh, to get a big wad of cash in his hand, I think. On Friday, because I think I definitely think he'll bring it. If if we do qualify, I definitely think we'll bring players in in the last day. But uh, even I mean, well, 
the, the club just needs money, doesn't it? So if we want to get on anywhere near Celtic, then we're going to have to invest. We, we, we won't bring uh, success back to Rangers by, by bringing in players from Hamilton Ackies or uh, you, need to, you need to go to more expensive players. And that's no, no I think Doherty will make it, by the way, in the, in the long run. But uh, I don't mind bringing in young players from these uh, from these teams. But if, if you want to really uh, put in challenge to the Celtic and put in a long, longer runs in Europe, then then you've you've got to bring in better class of players. The image of the club has been sort of tarnished quite a quite a bit over the last few years because we've just not been on that sort of top stage anymore. You know, we've been down in the Breakins and the Montroses and the Forfers and all that kind of a thing. And I think. You know, for for a lot of people out with Scotland, when they start seeing Rangers' name popping up in, in European tournaments again, I think they'll start, oh, aye, Rangers, they're back. They're back where they belong. So I think for the prestige of the club, it, it, it would be great to get there as well. And I just, just hope they do it. Moving on to the final topic of this week's podcast. It's the big one on Sunday at Celtic Park. The Old Firm or the Glasgow Derby, depending on which side of the, the, the fence you're on. First time uh, Stephen Gerrard have faced Celtic. A big test from across the road against his uh, former boss, Brendan Rodgers. A huge game for Rangers. Slightly bigger now, given that we've dropped points today and we've slipped behind them on the table. Alistair, I'll come to you first. How are you feeling about Sunday? Are you feeling confident? Uh, I'm feeling more confident than I, I thought I would after some of the results at the end of last season. Um, today today was always a wee bit disappointing. I think we probably lost a wee bit of momentum. Um, and I think that the fact that we could have been going there um, ahead of them in the league and we're not anymore after they, they beat Hamilton after us this afternoon, I think that's that's a pity. Um but I think I think we should be we should be fairly confident. I think we'll probably go back to to the four at the back, um, and we've looked we've you know as we've said we've looked really solid like that uh, in that formation this season. Um, it's just going to be a, a case of uh, seeing how this this team kind of responds to to serious adversity. They did well today to come back twice from going behind, um, but Sunday will be a, a totally a totally different test and. You know, I, th- I think we should look forward to it. I think we should be kind of mildly, mildly confident. I don't think we should be fearful. Um, and I think I certainly was <laughs> bordering on fearful uh, at the end of last season. But I mean, you know, that was that was obviously a team without any character, without any spine, without any guts. To be honest, um, led by led by a manager who who should, probably shouldn't have been there. And I think this Rangers team's a, a totally different proposition. So it'll be. Interesting to see how, how Celtic respond to that and how we respond to a really stern test, probably the biggest test we'll have faced so far this season. Assessment of last season, I was really fearful going to Celtic Park for that game last season and justifiably so given the result. Don't have that fear this time. I'm going over feeling that we'll certainly make a better fist of it and we'll put up a better account of ourselves. I think you're right about Marty. It, it just should never have been there in the first. Someone like Stephen Gerrard, some of that presence, that character, I think will put some of that on on his players, and you know, hopefully it'll, it'll show in the performance on the day. So yeah, I kind of echo your your sentiments. I'm, I wouldn't say I'm overly confident, but I'm not fearful, which is definitely a step up from where I was last season. Pete, in terms of Stevie G, uh, Alistair sort of referenced there. I think he'll go back. To a back four away from the, the, the three at the back that he went with today. But do you think, how do you think Stevie G will set up for next week? 
Yeah, well, I, I think uh, it will go back to the four-man defence. I, I think it was a wee experiment today, uh, but I, I think against Celtic, he'll he'll go back, he'll put it back, and uh, maybe yeah, maybe just put one one man up front. Will he play Lafferty and uh, Morelos? I don't know because. Uh, I certainly think there's scope for Lafferty to play, but I don't know if it would be part of a two. I think I think he might go four five one next week. Yeah, that's that's possible. And whether Morelos uh, Morelos comes in or not, or not, I was actually uh, watching the the Ufa game today again, and I, I was watching the Morelos heading a ball, and his timing is absolutely terrible. He seems to let the ball hit his head and then flicks it because it showed you in slow motion. Uh, on the picture and I even think the goal that, that we got with the keeper dropping it I think if Morelos had timed it properly the keeper would have probably saved it but anyway that's uh, when when Morelos is up front he's, he's, he, he takes all, a lot of pressure off the, the midfielders and the defence his hold up play is absolutely brilliant and the Celtic defence uh, at the moment is absolutely you know, shocking really Although I, I believe Boyata came back in today and scored. I don't really follow them, but I sort of uh, looked it up quickly there. And uh, but the, the only really decent defender they've got is Tierney. And I, I've sort of heard somewhere that they're even thinking of bringing in McKenna from Aberdeen. But whether he'll improve them or not, I don't know. So that's that's the way they're sort of going. So he might, he might be in the starting line-up against us next week. And Boyata could be away, the way things are going. There's strong rumours that John Tenney might be on his way to Celtic. That's that's the last I was hearing yesterday on Twitter. A 38-year-old, I don't know, I don't know how we would, we would fare against him. I would be fairly confident that Morelos could, could give a 38-year-old John Tenney a, a decent fist of it. But I agree, I think defensively Celtic are, are that's probably where they're most suspect. And again, quite hopeful, not confident, not saying, oh, we're going to go in there and batter them and all the rest of it, but I'm certainly not fearful of it next week. I think if we set up properly, I think if we sort of nullify the crowd, I think, you know, that might have an impact. You know, if we get through the first 10, 15 minutes and sort of kill the atmosphere, then then you never know. Alistair, did, I mean, yesterday I was talking to some of the dads at my, at my son's football, some of the, the sort of fellow Rangers fans, and they were all really confident about next Sunday. Do you think today maybe just gives that a wee dunt, you know, a wee dent in confidence, you know, the way we, we sort of dropped two points just at the death? I think, yeah, I think it, it definitely does. Um, if we get a good result on Thursday night, if we if we manage to qualify, then, you know, the ship will be righted again and we can we can go into Sunday um, in good spirits, I think. Uh, I, I don't know who these dads were that you were talking to. I think they'd probably been drinking at the kids' football or wherever you were. If they were, they were really confident, I think. We've had a, a very good start to the season. We've been better than I think uh, a lot of fans thought we would be. Um, I think we, we we have to remember that Celtic, for all their uh, for all their own difficulties, and we know that they're weak at the back. Brendan Rodgers has kind of said so, said as much himself. I think you know we need to to recognise that they've got a lot of good players midfield up top. Um, if they're playing, you know, Dembele and, and Griffiths, I think they'll give uh, Golden and Catch a, a really tough time of it. So I think we have to to show. Well, I think we have to prepare properly and not going overconfident. I think, and I think Gerard will probably prepare the team 
correctly. I've got every confidence he'll do that. But they're going to be the home team. Um, there's not going to be many Rangers fans there to to back us. Um, and I think it'll be, I think it'll be a stern test. As I said already, I think it'll be by far the, the toughest game we've uh, had this season so far. You mentioned the the, the, the small allocation there. Is is that going to have an impact in the game? Do you think having only eight hundred supporters there? I think potentially. I think it, uh, you know if you, if you're a Rangers fan, and a Rangers player, sorry, in, in, in times past, it probably made a big difference having that contingent down in the corner there. Um, I mean, they're going to be entirely drowned out unless, unless, as you said, Rangers can, uh, you know, can silence the crowd in the first 10, 15 minutes or whatever. I think that the the impact that the Rangers support will have will be pretty negligible, unfortunately. Um, it's, it's a wee bit of a shame. I understand why, you know, why we took the decision we did and I also kind of understand why Celtic felt that they had to had to do the same, but I think it will inevitably change the uh, change the atmosphere both at both at Celtic Park and then when they come come to Ibrox. I think the atmosphere will be will be different from from what it has been. I do think it could it could have a bearing on on the results at both Ibrox and Celtic Park. Pete, in terms of, I mean, we all know Celtic have had a few troubles of late. Is, we still have to give them a wee bit of respect, I suppose. You know, they are the champions of Scotland. They are the benchmark, as they say, and all that kind of thing. Is there anyone in that team that you particularly fear and think that we need to be on top of next week? Well, the one player that I always, I always think plays good against Rangers and uh, I'm always fr- a bit frightened of him is an Australian guy. Is it Rod- Rodic or something you call him? Rogic, Rogic. That's a man I fear, I must admit. I know you've got your Dumbellies and your Lee Griffiths and all the rest of it, but I think he, he does us a lot of damage. He scored some some crackers against us, unfortunately, in the, the past couple of years. And yeah, he would be he would be uh, apart from obviously kind of Dembele and Griffiths up up front. I think I think he's the one you have to be kind of most uh, most concerned about. So how do we nullify him, Pete? Well, I think a lot is maybe Brian. Uh, sorry, Ryan Jack. Uh, I think he'll be sort of a need to get near him. I think he'll need to get get him because Jari, I don't see him sort of a nullifying him. Uh, no, I, I would love Koulibaly to come back because I think he would be the answer, the real answer. And as somebody said, uh, I think he's really a big miss. And and on the wing on his day, kind of a good day as well. I'll call him the lost neck monster, uh, Forrest. He on his day, on on his day, he can be a cracker. So, but he doesn't really do it against Rangers very often. Well, I mean, he done it in that last game. He, 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 he scored the third, didn't he? But, aye, aye, the lost neck monster. That's a new one of me, Peter. Must have some comedy gold there. That's why That's why we're an award-winning podcast. Uh, coming back to you, Pete, if if we come away on the, on, the, on, on the back end of a sort of disappointing result, how important is it to maintain a level of perspective and how far, you know, Rangers have come under Stephen Gerrard? I don't think it's... It- Fastly important in the grand scheme of things when you're talking about the full league season. I mean, there's quite often the the team that wins the league comes from a a, a place from about six to eight points behind. That happens quite regular. Obviously, not for us the last six years, but um, that happens regular. And I don't see in the grand scheme of things. I mean, I think we've got to look at it. We we should have beat Aberdeen. We should have beat Motherwell. Uh, and we had, what was it, we had won 10 in a row before that or something like that. So, I, I don't, in the grand scheme of things, I don't think we should be, I mean, it's only three points. 
if you lose three points to, to Hamilton, or it's just as bad as losing three points to Celtic, it's three points in a way. So as I say, in the, in the grand scheme of things, I don't think it's in. I think we'll improve as the season goes on. And uh, I think we're going the right way. So let's go. Quite right, Pete. I like that wee bit at the end there, that wee Stevie G reference. Quick question for both of these before we wrap this one up. Uh, result prediction for next Sunday, Alistair? I think, I think it'll be a draw. A score draw. I think score draw. Uh, I fancy, fancy Morelos to finally do a wee bit of business against Celtic. So go for a 2-2 a maybe. 2-2. A Desmond. <laughs> what about you, Pete? What are you thinking? No, I'm going to go for Rangers win. Rangers win? That's it, what it, I like, Pete. That's what goes, I like. It goes against my heart to, to, to even <laughs> say a draw. <laughs> no, it's, uh, I, I really do think we've got a good chance to, to beat them this time. And I think the, I think the midfield battle, battle will be uh, sort of a, the, the big issue, whether whether Jack can, can outdo uh, Rodic and, and Bruni. Yeah, I think that, that's going to be the, the big... And as, as I say, it's... Uh, a shame Koulibaly's not there because Koulibaly would he would I think he would have ran the show. Yeah, I was going to say exactly. I was going to say exactly the same. I think if we could have Koulibaly in there beside Jack, I think that would be fantastic. I think that gives us a really good, solid platform. A foundation, yeah. I, I think there's still a chance he can make it though. I, I, I mean, I don't think it's been announced that he's not going to play. So I think there's, there's still a possibility that Koulibaly could be there. I think the longer the game goes on. If, if, if it's not going Celtic's way, then I, I think it, you know, we might find ourselves in a really good mood doing the podcast next Sunday. Here's hoping. Koulibaly's back in training, is he not? I thought he'd done a week's training already. Yeah, I, I think he's back. I think I, I think there's a good chance he'll play. In it. I think there's a good chance he'll play on Thursday. Yeah, well, that'll be, that'll be two two weeks training he's had, so I, I can't see why he wouldn't be back. I mean, even although he's been out for two or three weeks, so like. He's a professional football player, so that basic fitness, he'll, he'll have that. It's just uh, getting up to match uh, fitness. Well, what better place to get it than next week? Right then, and before we wrap things up for this week's uh, edition of the Jersnet podcast, we'll have a quick save code of the week. It's, it's coming from myself. The other two guys have come up with blanks. I don't know if he's a good friend, Mark McGlone, who's always trying to look like Morrissey, let's be honest, as you know, with that hair. Uh, I noticed today, I, I, I don't follow him on Twitter, he's actually blocked me on Twitter, but someone posted a photograph of one of his posts today of him celebrating on a, on a beach in Spain when Motherwell had, 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 scored, had scored their equaliser. Now, I don't know about you guys, the listeners out there, all you fellow Rangers fans, but if you're on holiday with your family in Spain, is anybody watching Celtic? I know I'm not. I'm not interested if I'm, I'm not interested if I'm playing if I'm not in Spain, but if I'm, I'm in Spain, I'm certainly not watching them. So, aye, so Matt McGlone in a beach in Spain celebrating Motherwell's goal. There you go. You should go and build some sandcastles so the resident Rangers fans can come and kick them down. <laughs> I, would, I would pay to see that, Alistair. I would pay to see that. In fact, I would, I, I would actually do that. I would be the guy kicking the sandcastle over because when it comes to Matt McGlone, I cannot suffer them. But anyway... Right, that's enough from us uh, this week. Please, if you've enjoyed the podcast, get the word out there. Share it with all your friends on social media. Tell everyone all about us. A uh, big thanks to Pete and Alistair on his debut. Well done, Alistair. It was an impressive debut. Big thanks to our audio engineer, Graham, who will turn the, 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 the stuff that we've done into something audible. The next show is next week. 
I'm not sure who the who's who's hosting and who's appearing on it next week, but certainly given it, it will obviously be the Celtic game, so get on that. That'll be an excellent show. In the meantime, go onto the Jersnet website. There'll be match previews, loads of stuff to talk about. There's the forums as well. You'll get that at www.jersnet.co.uk. Go on there, lots of good chat, lots of good people, excellent fun and all that stuff. Until next week when we'll be covering the old fun game. Thanks and we'll see you later.